inside is frightful. Tell them, Frank. But the fire is so delightful. Nice and toasty. Since we've no place to go. No place to go. Let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping. Not a bit. And I brought some corn for popping. If you know what I mean. Lights are turned Ooh. down low. Ooh. Let yeah. it snow, let it snow, let, let it, it snow. snow. Oh, shit. What's up, folks? Welcome back to the Millennial Man-Child Podcast, and as always, I'm your illustrious host, Miles Casey. How we doing, folks? Are you doing alright? I hate to blindside you like that with a little bit of Christmas music in September, but I wanted to be the first, you know, because here in the next couple months, you're going to be walking through the grocery store, minding your own business, and you're going to hear a Christmas song, and you're going to think to yourself, no, it's too fucking early for that. Halloween barely just happened. Maybe maybe it was like on Halloween you're hearing Christmas music. You're like, you can't do this. Play some Monster Mash or some shit for me. But that's what's going to happen. And I figured I wanted to be the first one to do that to you. I wanted to be like, you know what? Let's play a little Christmas music for these folks in September. Let's get the ball rolling. Why not? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just ready for winter, you know? That's what it really is. I mentioned it on here before. I love San Diego winters. And today... It's feeling a little wintry. You know what I mean? Sure, a lot of you are enjoying your beautiful fall. Leaves are changing. There's a crispness in the air at night. It's fucking beautiful everywhere you go. Enjoy that for your next two weeks or whatever it is. Because uh, I don't get it. You know, you can rub that in my face. Be like, what up, what up, Miles? I bet you haven't even seen a leaf change color in t- like four years, bitch. And you'd be right. I haven't. But my winters? Hmm. <laughs> They are very mild, very beautiful. It's just hoodie weather all the time, basically, and that is my favorite type of weather. I love it because I look good in a hoodie. You know what I'm saying? I like to put the hood up. I like to have options. So, I don't know. I'm just ready for it. I'm ready for all these people to be gone. Like today, I was walking around at the beach, doing a little, went down there to do a little journaling, and there was fucking nobody beautiful that's what i like to see when i go out and about i don't want anybody to be around (laughs) i know that's not a popular opinion probably but i like it when it's fucking ghost town and it was a ghost town this morning and it was beautiful just out there like cloudy day 65 degrees which is pretty much winter here in san diego if you were wondering and yeah uh, i'm just looking forward to it so i had to hit you with a little christmas music sorry about that you know didn't want to didn't mean to blindside you like that, but I'm, I'm ready, folks. I'm in the Christmas spirit. Got that Christmas cheer. Fucking Santa Miles out here delivering those, the podcast like, ah, I couldn't, I was going to try and say something clever there, but I, I ain't got anything. <laughs> Came up blank. You know, sometimes you shoot a shot and you miss. Uh, but um, what else? I did want to talk a little bit about how I'm going to start giving like shout outs on the podcast. I keep mentioning this in the wrong place, but I'm going to talk about it up front here. I'm going to give shout outs. If you comment on an Instagram post, you slide into the DMs, you retweet on Twitter, you say something on Facebook, you reach out to me in a text message, or you you do something via like a rating or SoundCloud comment, whatever it may be. I'm going to start giving people shout outs because I want to show them that I appreciate them reaching out to me, giving some feedback. And being part of the community, the, the man-child community, the man-child army, the cult of the man-child, whatever you want to fucking call it, <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I think it's 
a good way to show people that, you know, I'm paying attention to them. I'm, I'm seeing what they're saying. I'm kind of responding to their feedback. And they get, like, a little shout-out. I mean, it probably doesn't mean much. It's not like if you're getting a shout-out on fucking Joe Rogan or something. But, you know, it's what I got. I can't give you much else. So we're going to work with what we got, and that's what we're doing. So, yeah, you know, comment, reach out, whatever. Shout-outs will be at the end of the podcast. And, yeah, I appreciate all of you for doing that. I just want to build a little sense of community, you know, a little bit more participation and involvement. So we'll see. Hopefully that works. Uh, what else? Oh, man. I, I do. I don't know if I should say. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. I, I want to get into some goals again. I'm going to start trying to come up with some new goals because it's, you know, we're three-fourths of the way through the year. I've really done pretty much every goal that I had for this year, you know, the big five were double stage time, podcast a week, read five books, lose 15 pounds and stable income. Still need to lose five more pounds, but everything else looks good. So it's time to start reevaluating, start trying to ramp up for some new goals. You know, I've been kind of uh, not complacent, but just without direction. I haven't had a, uh, a real, like, oh, this is the next thing I need to head towards, you know. I did have the the roast and then the, the Madhouse Funniest Person thing, which was a nice little thing to do. And, you know, I didn't get past the next round, which would have been nice. That would have been – I didn't really make it a goal. Maybe I should have made it a goal. But uh, it, that was a good experience. And now it's time to start figuring out, okay, so what's next on this list of goals? Do I need to lose five more pounds, ten pounds? Do I want to – double my income instead of just have stable income maybe you know so that's the type of stuff i'm going to be looking into a little bit i'm not going to talk much about it this episode i just wanted to mention it up here a little bit because maybe it's time for you to start reevaluating your goals and preparing for the new year i I like to set some new goals you know and like i said already met a bunch of these so it, it just makes sense it just makes sense i've also been thinking about toying with the idea of sober october right yeah, you, you know, I'm thrilled about that idea, but we'll see. I have a couple buddies that are interested in it, and I think it would be good just to just to see if I could actually not only do it, but how I feel at the end of a month completely sober, right? That would be, it's been a while. I know I've tried this before on the podcast, and I got like 20 days or 21 days and, you know, feeling good about it, and the problem is I just slip right back into the old habits too quickly, so... Maybe we'll, we'll test out this month, this, this sober October, uh, get rid of weed, get rid of alcohol. I don't know. Somebody mentioned getting rid of caffeine. We'll see. We'll, we'll fucking see. Well, you know, let's don't take it all from me. Damn it. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so toying around with that. Maybe you want to join in with me. Happy to make it a thing. You know, I saw this. Uh, they did it on Joe Rogan, other podcasts. They got involved with it. And it was pretty huge. And I just think it's a good idea. Because me being a person who smokes a little too much, maybe from time to time, like, eh, could be good for me. That's all I'm saying. And maybe it could be good for you. And if you want to join in, reach out. We'll we'll get a fucking, we'll get a crew going. We'll we'll get a group chat started. I don't fucking know. I'm just looking for, you know, something new. Try a little challenge for myself. So we'll see. Should be fun. But yeah, I've been rambling too long. Let's just get into it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, thanks for listening, folks. Much love.
up, dead or in jail. American Ninja to these obstacles, no stopping me. We on the move, your mouth running like a prostitute. Keep your head to yourself. I work harder than anybody you know. I'm done with tricks, don't need no money to blow. Deadly aim, self-contained, superstar, they yell the name. Blood diamonds, finna go to hell for my chain. A pee fitted on my head, though. I'm too high, you can't reach me with the cell phone. No goodbyes, no hellos. You don't want this life I live. You rather have a wife and kids. Shooting dice with Jesus Christ for 20 on the midnight. To everyone who sell me drugs. Don't mix it with that bullshit. I'm hoping not to join the 27 Club. Just want the coke dealer house with the velvet rug. Fuck the world, it's no one else but us. Yo, yo. What's up? What's happening? What's happening? You know what I'm saying? So, today, I guess I'm going to start off on a kind of, yeah, it's a sad note. It's, uh, at least for me, uh, I wanted to make a, my own little special episode about this, but then I got sick and I just didn't have time. So I'm just going to talk about it right here. Uh, I wanted to say rest in peace, Mac Miller. Um, that was a fucking tough one for me, man. Still is tough. Still doesn't necessarily seem real. It's hard to believe. I will never get to listen to any more new music from Mac Miller. One of, one of my favorite people. One of my favorite humans. On the planet Earth, it's no longer with us, and that's just a fucking bummer, you know. And this one hurt more than most. Like I remember talking about Anthony Bourdain on here a while back, and that one really kind of fucked me up. But this man, twenty six years old, too fucking young, gone too soon, lost another just extremely talented, positive, overwhelmingly likable individual to, to addiction, man. And it's, it's fucking heartbreaking. It sucks. Because I know how hard addiction can be and the grasp it can have on your lives and the control that it takes over your life without you even realizing that's what's happening sometimes. And seeing this happen to Mac, man, it just had me kind of fucked up for a couple of days. That whole next week, honestly... I kept thinking about it, you know, him just by himself, just in a huge house, probably by himself alone, just, ugh, you know, slipping in and out of consciousness, overdosing. It just had, it had me fucked up for sure. And it's wild because I've literally, I can remember Cameron, my brother, showing me this, this, you know, random white kid, like doing a lunch, lunchroom or, you know, yeah, in the lunchroom, freestyle, like, around a table, just, like, back in 2008 or 2009, he's like, man, this kid's pretty dope, Miles, you gotta check him out, and he showed me this, and I was like, who is this guy, he's like, his name's Mac Miller, man, he, he kinda, he kinda fucks with Wiz Khalifa, so I think he might, you know, he might be this, he might be something, yada, yada, and next thing you know, you see this guy build his career, this beautiful career, from pretty much nothing, like, he didn't have a major label forever. He just did this through the power of self-promotion, through the internet, through hustling and grinding, and also being extremely talented and a student of the game. But, man, to watch him go from, like, kids, that fun, poppy, just, like, get high, fucking have not a care in the world rap, to something like the divine 
Finneman? Fin fin fucking can't say that word, folks. I breathe, Miles. Breathe. I, I I okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna round two. We're gonna we're gonna attempt it again. Divine feminine. Oh shit! He nailed it that time. That to you know something like that, which is just like an R&B soulful record. Then all the way to like swimming, which is one of my favorite projects of his yet. And if you haven't checked it out, it's his most recent release, Swimming. Uh, it's fantastic. I think if if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely give it a listen, especially if you like hip hop. But uh, man, one of the things that's so hard about like listening to some of this music and his music after the fact, you know, post mortem, is that there was just these fucking breadcrumbs and you know little trails everywhere. Like he knew, like he knew this was gonna happen. He has a line of talking about, you know, don't mix it with that bullshit. I don't want to join the 27 Club. He has talking about, you know, he's got demons bigger than his house. These are things that he's saying in his music, you know. He's literally talking about how he's drowning at times and he's treading water. That's what kind of this swimming album felt about, like, to me. You know, he has a song where it starts out, he's like, he's talking about how he's barely above water, you know, just floating, kind of just barely surviving. But as the project goes on, it, it seems to be like on a happier note. It seemed like he was doing better. You know, you hear songs like Ladders where it's like, that's that's the come up right there. That, that sounds like he's doing better. And you never know. You just don't know with some of these artists. And maybe that's one thing that we need to do better as a culture is uh, find ways to make sure when we do hear this in music, like, cause I've listened to this and I've heard this music and I've heard him talk about some of his problems in his music. And I always just kind of assume, eh, he's probably got it under control, right? Like he probably knows what he's doing. He's probably going to be all right. I never thought that he was probably going to overdose or that this would be the case that we not going to have Mac Miller around anymore. Man, that has me fucked up. And it can be, who knows what it was from, you know, it doesn't, who knows if it was mixed with some bullshit, if it was an accidental overdose, if it was this, that, or the other, it doesn't really matter at this point since, you know, it is what it is, it's, uh, it's done, and it just sucks, because I feel like we lost one of the good ones, that guy was a fucking positive force, he had just, and one of, you can just see it on social media and how people responded to his death and how devastating it was and how much he meant to so many people and who knows maybe he didn't feel that way he didn't feel like he was appreciated as much as he was and you know who knows because we put these fucking stupid expectations on people like these artists these artists who have you know a lot of talent who are taking chances trying to do new things and trying to grow and you never really know what is going to happen when you put out a project or when you put out something new if people are going to like it and how they'll respond to it. And it takes a lot of fucking balls to do that stuff. And then once you do put it out there, people are criticizing it and tearing you down and saying it's garbage and this, that, and the other. It's like that shit fucks people up, you know? Like a lot of these artists are very sensitive types. Like, you know, myself, no exception. I'm a fucking baby back bitch. And it's like, if you're going to be putting these expectations on people and criticizing them and just tearing them down, it's like, why can't we be more loving? Why can't we be more kind to each other, more forgiving, more understanding? What is it? What's wrong with us? 
What's wrong with this fucking culture? You know? It's it's exhausting to be pretending like I and I, I'm guilty of this too in many ways, like kind of moving on a little bit like to something else I wanted to talk about. It's like this social media stuff, man. I don't I don't know how I feel about it lately. I've really been trying to fucking rein it in or figure out what my thoughts are on it. Because and in, in, in a weird way, I've kind of had this in the peripherals, like I've kind of in the back of my mind, I've kind of known this what it was, but like seeing Kanye talk about it a little bit brought it more to my attention. But just like how people value the amount of likes they get, how people go and look at the number of followers they have and if it's growing or if it's going down and how they judge their self-worth off of those things is fucking literally killing people like or people are hurting themselves over this people are deciding to just opt out of life because i didn't get enough likes or nobody understands me nobody likes me and we're uh, and it has me kind of like wondering like if i'm doing this podcast stuff or this comedy stuff for the right reasons too like am i doing it because i just want to have a bunch of followers someday and be famous and be mr fucking big dick on campus because i I'm an entertainer and I have this amount of things and now I have this, you know, I feel a certain way because of like, uh, you know, and, and maybe, maybe it is part of that. I, you know, I like to think that I'm trying to do this for the right reason, but sometimes I'll post some shit or post a, a story maybe, or a, a, a tweet and I'll be going back and, you know, 30 minutes later, like oh, how many likes I got, you know, how many likes I, how's that post doing? And sometimes when it's not doing well, I'm like, man, what's up? Like, why, why is nobody liking it today? And I'll start to feel a little bit bad because I have these expectations of, you know, what I should be getting on social media and how fucking sad and disgusting is that? Like, I don't want to be thinking about that type of stuff. I have real problems. I have real goals and Focusing on this little petty bullshit of like how many followers I have or how many views did my last podcast get? Did it get as many? Did it get more than the last episode? Am I doing better? Am I doing worse? Like always focusing on this stuff isn't going to get me what I want, right? And so maybe I need to reevaluate what I want a little bit, but I also need to understand that if I want to do this podcast, if I want to do stand up, I should just fucking do it. I don't need other people to be giving me high fives. I don't necessarily need other people to be like, oh man, you're really out there doing it. You're growing. You're doing this. Like I, if it's what I want to do, it's what I want to do. And that should be enough. Right. And it doesn't feel like it is sometimes a lot. Like usually I can find myself in a pretty good mood and not worrying about it, but man, that social media stuff, it's, it's tricky. It is tricky. And maybe I need to take a break from it. I was thinking about adding, you know, I mentioned the sober October thing, I, I think, at the beginning. And maybe I should add a fucking month break of social media, too. Just see how it is. Just cut it out of my life and see if I'm okay. I, and I know I'm going to be okay, but I see how I feel about it. Be able to have some separation from it and then analyze that social media fucking monster with a fresh set of eyes, you know? Because I, it does take up too much of my time. The phone is addictive. I keep finding myself coming back to it, looking at it, 
Ooh, did I get a new follower? Do I have some new likes? What's everybody else doing today? You know, and, and, and I don't know if I need that in my life. We lived so long without that in our lives before. And it's just like, eh, maybe, maybe I don't need it, you know? And part of me is always doing this line to myself. It's like, well, if I want to reach more people with the podcast, if I want to do this, that, and the other, I gotta have this. And I don't know if that's true. I really don't. I think if maybe I'm doing good enough work, if I'm putting out quality stuff, people will share it. It'll find its way to the people it needs to find. Right? I don't know. I don't know. But it's just been something I'm thinking about lately and, you know, kind of bringing it all back together, wrapping it all together. It's just like, who knows what caused Mac to do what, what you know, whatever happened, if it was a accidental if it was on purpose if it was mixed with something um these expectations the social media and this the way we treat each other has to change i feel like that's the biggest thing that i keep coming back to we have to be kinder we have to be nicer more forgiving understanding and loving because there's not enough of it in the world there should be more why not you know, we, we've all been damaged. We've all been fucked over. We've all been, you know, we all have these walls built up around us and we don't want to let anyone in. And I'm guilty of this too, probably more so in some cases than I'd like to admit, but we, we got to do better and we got to, we got to pay attention to, to what people are saying too. Like I said, in, in Max music, he mentioned this type of stuff, like, the, you know, this drug problem. And maybe if we more of us would have been reaching out and being like, are you okay, man? I'm just wanted to check out, check in on you. Make sure you're all right because I love what you do and I appreciate you and I respect you. And even if I didn't maybe agree with this album or I didn't like this song or whatever, I'm going to let it slide. And I'm just going to say, you know what? He's growing. He's trying to do something new. Why can't we try to grow? Why can't we try to do something new? Why do we have to have these expectations of the past constantly put on us and it's it's too much it's exhausting and it really fucking beats people down and i just want to say rest in peace to mac miller uh he'll forever be a huge influence in my life and i'll probably never stop listening to his music and it's i'm just sad to see that he's gone too soon you know he was one of the good ones and it's a fucking bummer (sighs) but anyways moving on sorry got a little a little, a little dark there on us. Uh, but I did want to also talk about the fucking Agent Orange, the goon himself. It's just like, I mentioned it a little bit last time, you know? Like, I want those videos of, like, the kids. They put a sheet over them. They're, like, sitting on a chair. And then they move the sheet. And they're like, oh, shit, they're gone. Where'd they go? And then they take a picture of them sitting on the couch. And they have already taken a picture. So it shows up. And it looks like they're gone, right? These kids think they're invisible. They're like, oh, no, my family can't see me anymore. What am I going to do? Ah! You know, they're freaking out because they think they're invisible. And I want to do that to Donald, right? I said I wanted to do that to him. But it's not even that I want to do that to him because I want him to feel this certain way. It's like I actually just want him to go away for like a week. You know, it doesn't even need to be like, oh, wow, nobody's like, I just don't want to hear about him. I don't want to hear from him. I don't want to, because, like, if you just go on the internet, you can't even go on the internet without just, like, seeing a a headline or an article with, like, his fucking ugly face or this, this little, Donald said this, you know, it's like, how, where's the, uh, you know, I guess the break is, like, is I just have to stay off the internet, stay off the phone, 
right? Maybe I could make this happen for myself, but it, it, it would be tough. It's just, I just want a break from all the politics, from all the bickering, from all the bullshit. It's exhausting. And no wonder we're all on edge and in a bad mood and don't know what to think about this and always trying to figure out the next little thing. Like, it, it's so constant. The barrage of information, the barrage of bullshit. Oh, it just, it beats, it beats a motherfucker down. That's all I'm saying, you know? And it, it's so funny too. I, I did want to get into it a little bit since I'm talking about Trump, you know, the, the latest, the latest and greatest scandal, if you will, the Brett Kavanaugh, I think he's a Supreme Court pick. I'm not sure. Like I said, I am barely following this stuff anymore because it's just like, it's exhausting and it, but you can't. And it's always in the peripherals. Like when I'm scrolling through Twitter or something, you'll see one tweet and I'll be like, okay, well, I guess maybe this is kind of going on. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to say, <laughs> I'll keep it short. Um, the Republicans are exactly who we thought they are, right? I don't understand how we're like, oh, this Brett Kavanaugh, he's a sexual harasser. He's this, that, and the other. I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I don't know any of the stories. I'm probably not going to look into it. I don't care enough, uh, and maybe that's bad on me, and maybe I'm a bad person. You know, let me know. Co- comment on my Instagram photo. But uh, it's like they're gonna back their guy. They always back their guy. Roy Moore, eh, backing him. This guy, eh, backing him. They don't give a fuck. And Democrats are like, oh, he should step down. He should do this. Da 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 da. And and maybe he should, and he probably should. I don't know. I'm just saying. The Republicans will do whatever it takes to get what they want. They don't give a fuck. And that's how it's been. And that's why they're better at politics. And that's why they actually get shit done. Like, you know, nothing got done when Obama was in office for the last four years because it was Republican-controlled Congress. And they just sat there and said, fuck you with their middle finger up. Right? Obama probably could have forced his hand a little bit more, could have strong-armed some shit like Trump does. But he's finessing it. He's trying to be diplomatic. Like, the Republicans, though, they don't give a fuck. They're going to get what they want. They're going to get it done. And that's that. You know what I mean? Apparently, like, a second accuser came out. Donald Trump called her a drunk or something. Like, he's like, ah, she's inebriated, something, something. Like, he's already dismissing it. He doesn't give a fuck. Donald Trump is a gangster. He will do whatever the fuck he wants. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He has never gotten in trouble for pretty much anything he's done. So why would he stop now? And I'm just saying, like, the, you know, asking these Republicans to, you know, make him step down, this, that, and the other. Like, maybe it'll work. I'll, I will be surprised. I don't know what the details are. Like I said, hopefully, you know, maybe they can get it done. I, I, I don't really want another Republican. I don't need a, a strong Republican uh, Supreme Court. That's not something I think is, you know good in my opinion and that's just my opinion but uh man i don't think it's gonna work i really don't we'll see though it's just wild like seeing these people get all riled up and just fired up and whew, i just want to break from it you know i just want to break and maybe like maybe that's a luxury me as this basic white dude i can afford i don't know i'm fucking poor i've got problems but I just want to break from all that bullshit. I'm tired of seeing it. It's just wearing a motherfucker down. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that's just one man's opinion. And it's just like, 
and, and and it's so funny speaking of like rich and poor you know i was talking about donald trump fucking crazy billionaire speaking of another crazy billionaire uh jeff bezos back on that bezos grind you know i'm a big fan i just man this fucking guy i, I feel like he's literally going to his next goal so now he has like who knows what the number is? 160 billion, 150 billion, doesn't matter at that point. It's so fucking much, it literally doesn't matter. Like that guy, nothing can stop him from buying pretty much whatever he wants, you know? Like that's what, like this guy has so much power, it is unreal. Like he's literally, I think his goal is like to be so powerful that. In order to become like an American citizen, you actually have to have an Amazon Prime membership, right? Like that's going to be his next like his next little goal is like, you know, I'm not going to be happy until there's just Amazon boxes stacked up to the roof of every fucking house. You're just like walking over Amazon boxes because you're ordering so much shit off there. And you know what? You actually can't even be an American citizen. You can't. You can't even have a green card or your citizenship, a social security card, until you get a fucking Amazon Prime membership, baby. Gotta have that Prime. Gotta get that free two-day shipping, son. You know? I don't know. It's just, like, he's he is a fucking bald Lex Luthor. He's... I, I, I think his next big play... I, when you're that rich, you gotta have a secret lair right? You gotta have a secret layer. I think his new play is gonna be like, hey, Donald, you know, I hear that Mount Rushmore, uh, it's kind of washed up, you know, you think you're thinking about selling it? Thinking about selling that Mount Rushmore? And he's gonna fucking put his bald-headed fuck face up there, right next to the president's, and then gonna build his secret layer right behind his face. That's what I think. I think that's his next move, you know? Seems like a good move to me. If I was a fucking crazy rich billionaire, I'd be all about that life. Actually, I'd probably be more like the Elon Musk route for sure. I'd be trying to fuck in outer space and, you know, be on, be fucking on another planet. That's that's the real. That's some real gangster stuff. I can I can respect that. Plus, Elon Musk actually went on Joe Rogan's podcast and smoked a joint, and answered Joe's questions for two hours or whatever it was. Like, I want to see. Bezos on there. I want to see Warren Buffett, Bill Gates. I want to see these guys come on there and see if they're people that you can actually talk to, people that you can actually relate to, be around. Like, I just don't feel like... I, I just don't understand these people, and it almost feels like there's something broken in them because they have so much money. And maybe I'm just putting my bullshit on them because I am not working as hard as them and not as successful as them. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, easy billionaire, you fucking stupid, lazy. You probably just barely even got the, you know. I'm sure they worked way harder than I've ever worked in my life. I'm not doubting that. But, like, the amount of people you have to shit on at certain points to get there is troubling to me. And it doesn't make sense. And I would just, you know, even if he donated half of his money to charity he would still have 75 billion dollars and be like the third richest man in the world so yeah that's what i'm just getting at here i guess is that i don't understand how once you get to that certain point you're not just always constantly thinking about how to do more for other people instead of constantly thinking about how you can get richer yourself hmm, that's just me 
I know he did donate $2 billion or something to like public schools or trying to do something like that, which is awesome. I mean, $2 billion is still fucking incredible. It's a great thing, but it's like $2 billion out of $150 million is 0.5% or some stupid shit, right? It's nothing. It literally is nothing to him. It was the easiest choice he's ever made, and it's 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 almost like a it's like a enough just to like keep people happy. It's like, "Oh, wow, look at him. He's doing it." And then you forget that he has literally 148 billion more dollars. And you're like, "Oh, that's a lot of money." Right? Cuz like I don't even think people necessarily understand the amount the difference between a million and a billion, right? It's like a million is or a billion is a thousand millions. Right? That's a lot. A million is a lot. A thousand millions? What? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure I sound like a fucking bitter idiot, but that's just that's just me, you know. Jeff Bezos, those billionaires guys, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, and it's and it's funny because when you have some people with that much wealth or even just like a pretty substantial amount, but not even that much, you know? It's 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 funny. It's like they're, it's set, the system's like set up for them to keep winning, which, you know, once you get more, it's easy to make more. And maybe that makes sense and maybe that's right. But it's like the system at the bottom is so fucked up, though, because you have people like me. You know, I can't get a parking ticket anymore because I ain't got a whip. But uh, <laughs> if I were to get like a parking ticket and it was like $100 or something, right, or just a speeding ticket or whatever it may be. Like, that's going to fuck up my month. <laughs> if, if not for sure my week, that's going to fuck up my whole month. Just $100, right? Like, that's sad. And so it's like these these things are set up just to, like, if you're at the bottom and you get hit with one of these things, like, it's going to fuck you up and it's going to make a it's gonna make a dent. But all this other shit is never going to make a dent for any of these rich people. They don't give a fuck. It's like they're not even really operating by the same rules in a certain sense because they have so much money. and It's like it doesn't matter. Who cares? Like they can just do whatever they want. And I don't know. It's just it's just weird. It doesn't seem like things are set up right. And I would just, I don't know. I guess I'm just talking about how I'd like things to be set up a little bit more fairly. And I know life's not fair and I get it. And I know that some people have incredible work ethics and these ideas that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they shouldn't be punished. But... Other people, like, the thing about, the, I don't think people understand about a billionaire is, like, when you get to a billion, you're probably stepping on heads. You're probably getting there. You're not always bringing everybody with you, right? I'm sure you're bringing plenty of people up, but you're also keeping a lot of people down, and that's not good either. That's not good either. When you when one person hoards all the wealth to themselves, what about the other people? They can't, he's not just constantly creating more businesses, so he's not constantly creating more jobs and some of these jobs he's creating are horrible like you hear about people pissing in bottles working for amazon because they have these uh delivery delivery quotas they need to make so they don't even have time to go take a piss because if they take a piss they're gonna get fired because they're not meeting their quota huh okay you fucking billionaire asshole like let's make a good job for people let's do the things right way let's again be more kind more loving and understanding and just help lift everybody up and quit just fucking trying to lift ourselves up, right? I guess that's what I'm getting at. 
<sighs> Anyways, um, she's it's twenty six minutes, twenty seven minutes. Uh, I don't know. I do have a few things I want to talk about. I'm just gonna keep ranting because why not? Uh, I haven't been able to talk to you guys in a couple weeks. You know, speaking of, I did that because I was helping out my buddy Miles. Uh, he actually has his show tomorrow, the twenty sixth. Uh, the Riftstoff Comedy Show. If you're in San Diego and you're looking for some fun, go check out that Rift City Comedy Show at the Whistle Stop Bar. Uh, tell them the man child sent you if you go. I'm just kidding. They, they won't know what that means. Uh, but you should go check it out. And yeah. Uh, but I wanted to talk a little bit about two things here. We'll end on these. I wanted to talk about the McGregor versus Khabib fight. I am fucking so excited for that October 6th gonna be a fucking banger a banger somebody's getting fucking finished I don't care somebody's getting knocked out this is gonna be a great fight and I have a feeling it's gonna be Khabib 26 and 0 about to be 26 and 1 I I like Khabib he is easy to root for he's a nice guy he is very humble and he's just a monster in the in the octagon it's hard not to like him, but, and I know I've had some small disagreements with Conor Gregor, McGregor in the past, didn't really like him throwing the dolly through the window, thought it was fucking childish and irresponsible, but uh, man, I want to see him starch Khabib, I just love watching the show, it just, the show just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger every fucking time Conor fights. He just knows how to sell a fight. He was in there with no fucking fans. There's just the weird press in Khabib who's not saying shit. And he brought the fucking energy. He brought the energy to that press conference. It was beautiful. He was talking about selling his fucking, his new Irish whiskey, Proper 12. He was fucking toasting and drinking. And he didn't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I just really want to see him starch Khabib. Uh, you know, second round finish. I'm calling it. He's gonna, he's gonna get bullied a little bit the first round maybe, and then he's gonna catch Khabib coming in with the left, the touch of death, the kiss of death. He's going down. He's got when he, they did the face off. Connor was like staring at him. He's like, let me, let me look into his eyes, Dana. Let's get close. Let's get face to face. And he lets him, and he's looking at Khabib, and then he starts looking down. I'm like, why is he looking down? I'm like at his chin. That's weird. And then he goes to Khabib, and he's like. Oh, you've got blue lips, boy. You're already dead. You've got blue lips. And I lost it, man. When he said that blue lips line, I was like, oh, this, this he, he's going to take it, man. He's going to fucking win. I can feel it. I can feel it. The Everybody wants to see him lose. He, he's easy to hate. He isn't as likable as he once was, but I still, I'm, I'm all aboard. I'm loving it. Can't wait for that fight. It's going to be a great one. Uh, tell me what you think. If you, you got Khabib, let me know why. If you got McGregor. Fucking hit me up. Let me know. Let's get this going. You know, I'm trying to get that that conversation rolling and stuff. So that's fun for me. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll actually we'll end it there. I was gonna talk a little bit about that little pump little pump video, but uh, we're 30 minutes deep and I've punished you guys enough. So as always, thank you for listening. Have a good one. All I do is shine, take a breath and ease my mind She don't cry no more She tell me that I get her high Cause the angel's supposed to fly I ain't asking why no more 
No, I take it if it's mine, I don't stay inside the lines. It ain't 2009 no more. Yeah, I know what's behind that door. Yeah, okay, you gotta jump in to swim. Well, the light was dim and this life was sin. Now every day I wake up and breathe. I don't have it all, but that's all right with me. Take it nice and easy, took a flight to see me. Send you back home with a light that's beaming. The whole team about to figure it out. We ice cold, that's what we're about. And sometimes, sometimes, I wish I took a simpler route. Instead of having demons that's as big as my house. Mm-hmm. Have a ball with it, dribble and bounce. Cause the party ain't over till they kicking me out. Yeah, isn't it funny? We can make a lot of money. Buy a lot of things just to feel a lot of ugly. I was yay high and muddy. Looking for what was looking for me But I don't need to lie no more Nowadays all I do is shine Take a breath and ease my mind She don't cry no more She tell me that I get her high Cause the angel's supposed to fly I ain't asking why no more Oh no, I take it if it's mine I don't stay inside the lines It ain't too I'm loving it Boom, there you have it, folks the 47th episode of the Millennial Manchild Podcast is in the books. Fucking slam dunking on them hoes. That was like a fucking 97-yard touchdown run right there. That's how great that podcast was. Just fucking killing it. Also, I, I, was, I guess I can mention this here since it's the end of the video and nobody cares about my fantasy team. But I went from an 0-4 start to back in the win column in both leagues this past week. You know, last week, I was ready to give up on next year's fantasy season I was doing so bad. But after this uh, revitalized performance this past week, I'm feeling much more optimistic again. Uh, put on a good show. The team looked good. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it around. I'm going to turn it around. It was a rough start, but we still got this. I think the name change helped too, you know. In one league, my, my team was like, uh, boom goes the dynamite, and the dynamite wasn't going boom, so I changed it to most Dudley, right? Dud, like a like it fizzles, you know, most Dudley. <laughs> you like it. I know you like it. That's clever. I know. You're high five. A high five. But uh, I think that helped, and then changed the name in the other league to Welcome to the Shit Show, because it, that team is currently a shit show, in my opinion. It had like fucking three running backs hurt, so... Uh, and still won. Suck it, boogie, you little bitch. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. Fantasy. We, we out here. We, we doing it. Uh, and it's good to see the Chiefs fucking 3-0, and baby. I love that. I love that. Mahomes looks like the truth. He does. He does. Uh, get some shout-outs out the way here. One second. Gotta pull up the list. Alrighty. So, shout-out to... I'm going to butcher some of these names, just just to FYI, like maybe the last names are, maybe not, who knows, but shout out to Tyler Keenan, the homie, reaching out, Jeff Keenan, his little brother as well, both of them, always been big supporters, shout out to Rebecca Danisco, who's going to be coming to visit the man child this weekend, I'm very excited about that, that's going to be a fun time, shout out to her, uh, shout out to Morgan Matsumoto, Matsumoto? Who actually said she shared the podcast with her mom. Big shout out to her. Her mom's listening too. That's crazy. 
that fucking cracks me up that somebody's mom was listening to this. That makes my fucking day. Uh, shout out again to Omar. Shout out to Pete Nass, the homie. Shout out to Conrad. You the man, Conrad. Uh, and last but not least, shout out to Christian Fennessy, the homie in San Francisco. Much love to all you people. Uh, I appreciate you reaching out, saying kind words or whatever it may be. Again, also shout out to Ian Shepard. He's always a big supporter. Always talking to me about the podcast, which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. We'll call that good. Today, the music is uh, two Mac Miller songs. It's The first one was Brand Name from his Good AM album, which also is great. You should check that out too. Uh, oh, oh, that's what I was going to do. I was going to mention you should check out Mac Miller's Swimming album. You should check out Good AM, and you should check out Faces. Oh, those are my three favorite probably. Watching movies with the sound off is pretty good as well. Uh, but check those out. Just go down the Mac Miller rabbit hole. Man, he has so many good live performances, so many good uh, like on late night talk shows and just random like unplugged things. Like, check it out. He's he's a talented dude. Still so bummed by that. Lost a giant in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, go down the rabbit hole on YouTube of Mac Miller. I recommend it. Also, go watch that Little Pump Kanye West video. I love it. If you haven't seen that video, it's fucking hilarious. And I, I must say, I love it. Um, but yeah, so today's music in order is brand name Mac Miller from Good AM, 2009 off of Swimming by Mac Miller, and Ain't No Sunshine by Tracy Chapman and Buddy Guy, I believe. So that's all I got for you today, folks. You're the best. You're the best. Um, I'll talk to you next week. I hope you have a lovely time until then. Uh, but yeah, Manchild, ow. sunshine when she gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Sunshine